Hello, race fans. Welcome to another episode of Short Track Guys Podcast, brought to you by ShortTrackExclusives.com. I am your host, Thomas Battis, alongside two other Short Track Guys in the studio. Jim Pokrant, driver of the 07 CanCpitFishing.com Sportsman here locally at Five Flag Speedway, and 2021 Sportsman Champion in Pensacola, Florida. And Ted Baber, Ted Baber Video Productions, also in the southeast in the short tracks in Pensacola at Five Flag Speedway. What's up, guys? Gracious, good evening to you. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a pretty good show tonight. I would think um, we're going to kind of go over some updates this past weekend, and we've got some big races coming up this weekend uh, as well. Um, we're going to first we're going to hold off on the sportsman update here for for Jim the the zero seven kankwithfishing.com sportsman. I believe he was in another car this past weekend in a pure stock. So Jim, yeah. tell us about that and what was that all about. Uh, my good friend Ben Cranford, who uh, is uh, my teammate now, he uh, hurt his shoulder. He's got a a tear or something, and he he just couldn't drive. And he took a muscle relaxer and said, "I'm not getting in the car." So he asked me to bring my gear. So I jumped into 343 this weekend and finished fourth. I qualified fifth, started outside pole, stayed second for about maybe half a lap, and fell back to fifth and. Wound up finishing fourth. Not too bad. I mean, the car's got a lot of work to be done to it. I, I've only driven it twice and once in practice. And uh, we found a bind, and now we got another problem. So, I mean, we were running equal times, so I'm not really complaining. I think that car would win with a little bit of work on the front end, and Ben has ordered the parts, and we're going to get busy on that. And then my car, I'm going to change the clutch and do a few little odds and ends, and uh, we'll be ready for the 13th. Keep on easing up there on it. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. I may try to drive both cars on the 13th. I don't know if Tim will let us or not, but, you know, we we had discussed it, and I may end up driving both cars. Right, and the May 13th, that's the uh, Alan Turner Prolate model race number one for the season, and that night, um, speaking of uh, pretty good racing, which is going to come up on that, that night on the 13th, we had um, not really the ground pounders, but we had the modified the Mayhem mm-hmm. on Friday night with the Outlaws, and... Um, Wow. One of our heroes, you know, doggy. one of the guys we've talked about a lot, um, comes away with the win. Doggy, doggy. Oh, dude, he he dogged, Jeff Letson is a legend in these modifieds, yes. and he dogged him for about 10 or 15 laps. Couldn't really, he couldn't quite get him, and then finally Letson made a mistake, and he went by, and then it was like lights out. Yeah. I mean, Augie just disappeared, Even. and nobody was going to catch him. No cautions. They ran the whole race with caution free, so... Uh, congratulations to Augie Grill, man. He just put a whoop on him. Yeah, yeah and we've talked about that in previous episodes. When Augie gets behind the wheel, that modified, man, he just, uh, you better watch out. <laughs> and it doesn't really matter where he starts. He could probably yeah. start scratch and then, you know, make up the field. And I mean, he took on, you know, Caden Honeycutt, Derek Griffin, Tim Moore, and Jeff Letts and finished top five. But I mean, him starting seventh, and we weren't really sure if it was a dice roll or not. But, um, you know, come away with the win and, and, you know, put on a dominant performance, if you want to put it that way. Um, kudos and congratulations to that Augie Grill stable. I think on the modified domain with the redraw. The, uh, it is a redraw. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a redraw. Yeah, they they have everybody go up there and redraw, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But I tell you what, man, you just can't stop Augie when he's on. <laughs> and he's always on. He's always on. But he uh, he's lost some of these races. But yeah. I'm telling you, he he's if he's right, shame on you. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say the the outlaw stock race was a really good one. It came was. down to a second, uh, t- uh, with two laps to go with a pass. 
bit of a heartbreaker. Yeah, yeah he man, that that poor kid, man. I, I did in the fifty four. Yeah, I, I, he just it breaks my heart because he had that race one and he tried a defensive line to hold off Logan Boyette, and when he did, he scrubbed off speed and Logan drove by him on the outside. I just hated that. That that was heartbreaking. That kid is he's so fast yeah. and he he led almost the entire race. Yeah. So. We'll see next next time. I think he won't do that. I, I believe he'll uh, Connor Sutton won't do that again. I believe he'll get him. And uh, you know, congratulations on his second place finish. That's one of the best ones he's had. Yeah. And uh, he's always good in his class. He sometimes you don't qualify good, but you look up and he's in the top five. He's in there. <laughs> you know, with a caution, he might have a shot then. But I'm telling you, dude, that kid. It's him and his grandpa. Yeah, that's it. That's and, all they've got for a yeah. crew. Is it just and, them? Yeah, and a couple of friends, but dude, he does so well, and I'm I'm proud of Connor Sutton, and I'm hoping he'll uh, he'll win one for this year's over with. Yeah, what can you explain a little bit about the um, with that Perlite model coming up with Alan Turner number one on the thirteenth, and the difference between the Outlaws and that Perlite model? Is there any similarities for them? Well, the chassis are the same. They're full blown late models. Now, the Wheelman series, you have to run big springs, but on the Outlaws, you can run uh, coilovers. So just, just, it's a late model with an outlaw body on an eight inch tire. So it keeps, it slows them down a little bit, but they're not that much slower than the pro late models. They're really not because they have so much downforce. Right. If you took one of those outlaw late models, cause they run them up north as a regular super lates and put a 10 inch tire on that car and put the kind of super late horsepower in it, it would bust the track record wide because you could just about flat foot it with the kind of downforce those cars have. It's, it's the bodies make a big difference. And that's something that, you know, uh, I think it's cool. I, I'm hoping to get to drive one. I want to feel what that feels like to drive off in the corner and feel that front of that thing just suck down to the racetrack. <laughs> All right. And for our listeners out there that have seen and heard us talk about the outlaw series with the wheelman, which is the same, pretty much body style yes you can look at a dirt late model and almost put the two and two together to know what you're looking at when you see an outlaw on a pavement pretty much the the dirt late models are the bodies are skewed so when it rolls over it seals off so the of course the asphalt cars it's going to be squared off so when it goes in the corner it seals down um well i mean ben cranford and i bought some of those outlaw noses that they run they real swoop down got the little uh splitter on them oh <laughs> yeah. them things are neat <laughs> there's different uh various uh kind of wing formations and things like that you get on the out- outside edges but basically it's all the same That's yeah i mean everybody's kind of figured out what works um we're going to run a full doghouse instead of a narrow doghouse i believe on one of the cars so it's going to be interesting i'm i'm looking forward to getting behind the wheel of one of them and see what it feels like yeah well that's another one of those terms for our listeners that are short track fans and still you know picking up on some of the terminology or some sophisticated people will say jargon so that doghouse is what you're talking about explain explain that it's the roof um The, a lot of that guys run a narrow roof because a, a, a late model is a straight rail car. In other words, um, the frame doesn't come all the way out. The right side frame rail is completely straight from the back suspension to the rear suspension. So the roof is narrow and the, the roll cage is narrow. So you, what you do is you narrow the roof down to fit the, fit the roll cage and the roof is called the doghouse. Now you have a wide doghouse on the, on the other cars and a narrow one on the outlaw cars. Some guys choose to run a wide one on the outlaw. It all depends on your preference and what you're comfortable driving. Well, there you have it. A uh, little bit of a, um, unsegmented, did you know segment that we just put <laughs> yeah, in there? A little yeah. bit. Yeah. A little the, bit. 
Yeah, and it's it's always helpful to race fans, you know, they're listening. And um, for those of you just picking up on our, our episode tonight, it's episode 48. Uh, welcome to the show, and we appreciate your support and listening. And uh, you're going to learn a little bit more about that jargon and that, that terminology that we talk about different classes. And um, we're going to move from that, Modifieds of Mayhem, with Augie Grill taking the win with Caden Honeycutt. We've talked about him a ton. Garrett, Derek Griffin, Tim Moore, and Jeff Letson, they're all hot shoes in, in uh, Modifieds. Not quite the ground pounders, but they they put on a really really good show. It's an open wheel race, so um, you just never know what's going to have those open no. wheels. I, I always worry about them touching. All they do is to touch just a little bit. He's Katie bar the door. You're going to be over. Yeah, something's going to happen. Well, that's what first happened when they came out with them. They were wrecking left and right because guys were used to driving with fenders and, and bars that stick out past the tires, and you don't have that in the front end. And you drive in there, and bam! And next thing you know, you're Flipping over each other and tearing each other's stuff all to pieces. Yeah, well, congratulations, Augie Grill, Logan Boyette, and all the winners there at uh, Five Flags. Um, we went to Saturday night just, well, 24 hours later and went to Montgomery Motor Speedway. And Ted's got some action that happened uh, with the Show Me the Money series. Now, that was, uh, it was the Jake Garcia show. That's all I can say. Is that he just went out there and put on a heck of a show. He uh, almost, if it hadn't been for a late... Uh, like 17 laps to go caution, he would have been in position to have tried to lap the fifth place car. But as it turns out, uh, he won the race going away that uh, last caution. He was out front by a little over a second before the end of the race. But the, uh, the entire rundown, obviously Jake winning it, uh, Giovanni Ruggiero comes in second. Casey Roderick, we've talked about him a bunch, was third. Brittany Zamora comes in with a, a top, uh, Five finish in fourth place. Christopher Tullis was uh, the last of the top five. And Justin South, Hunter Wright. Hunter Wright was the last car on the lead lap. He got the, uh, the lucky dog with uh, that 17 to go caution. And then everybody else was at least one lap down, including John Bolin, Jim Wall, Jeff Dawkins, uh, Brian Schaefer, Chase Spradlin, Johnny Brazier, who we talked about before. Came mm-hmm. so close to winning the Snowball Derby one year. Oh, he did win it, but he got tossed. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, Jake Daniels, JoLynn Wilkinson came in uh, top 15. Hudson Halder, Brandon Bishop. Justin Bonnet had a very uncharacteristic 18th uh, place finish. I'm not sure what happened to him, but unfortunate for him. And then Jace McLemore and Gage Rogers rounded up at top 20 in the final finisher. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know that, Justin Bonnet is the grandson uh, the great Neil Bonnet. The great Neil Bonnet, uh, yeah, tragically lost his life in, in a practice session at Daytona in the Country Time Chevrolet. But, um, yeah, but Justin Bonnet uh, has recovered nicely, uh, not only physically, but in the race car, too. And it, it's right. it's um, heartbreaking to kind of hear that. Um, but, you know, it's mechanical and probably something out of their control. Uh, he'll rebound from that. And okay. uh, we'll we'll be talking a lot about Justin Bonnet here in no time. Yeah, but how about that Jake Garcia? <laughs> oh, he, he's a he's a Chase Elliott protege, and I'm going to tell you something. That kid has got a ton of talent. Uh, he's got places to go. He's going to yeah. get there. Oh, yeah. One of the few that we can say youth and talent yes. at the same time, because he's not that old. <laughs> no. no, he's young. But he's still got a – he's a hell of a race car driver. Glad to see him get that win. That's cool. Montgomery's a cool place. I've I've had a podium finish there once and in – uh that's something Ben told me the other day. He wants us to go to Montgomery, but we got to find a carburetor. Right. Run a different yeah. carburetor. He's also got some uh, a truck 
starts coming up here in the near future too. Yeah, he so does. So. Uh, speaking of youth and experience, um, we're going to stay on the youth side of it, and I think Ted's got another special event that uh, <laughs> happened a little west of us, right? Just, just slightly west of us. Uh, it was a a race up in. Uh, I'm trying to pronounce the name of this track. It's it's kind of a, a difficult place to not only get around but pronounce as well. But, uh, I'll give you a rundown of the uh, the final. Uh, at least we'll go with the top five anyway, because sadly out in Washington we are not really familiar with too many of the drivers. But this particular 14 year old driver, <laughs> so you might want to get used to this name. It's uh, Evan Gates. Uh, he actually won this race. Uh, Taylor Riddle was second, Max Schrader was uh, third place, Mike Langton fourth, and Caden Anderson top five. And I believe it's pronounced Weenahatchee. Okay. Weenahatchee. Because <laughs> well, the, the Gens family that I'm, I'm currently living in their shop, they, uh, they're from there. So I, I believe it's Weenahatchee. Weenahatchee Valley, super oval, but it's That's actually a just, <laughs> it's just a quarter mile. But a 14-year-old... Yeah, kind of puts them on them. Uh, he had the best of luck. Yeah, <laughs> and probably the best equipment. More than likely. These well, I've, I've read just a little bit about him. Um, he he apparently has had a lot of success at that at that facility. So it wouldn't it, it wouldn't surprise me just reading that and knowing that he comes away with the win at fourteen. I mean, we've we've seen guys come through Pensacola that are thirteen, fourteen. Grant Thompson's another one that comes to mind that was. Uh, 13. Ryan Blaney came up here yeah, in a, right. a snowflake. 12. Event. Yeah. Uh, and this... he looked every bit of eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell's he doing in a race car? Exactly. You know, so, I mean, you know, youth experience, uh, you know, we can kind of throw that experience thing out the window. When you've got good equipment, you've got the knowledge as, you know, some young kids, they just, they have it together. Yeah, um, but at, at eight and nine years old, a lot of them been racing four or five years because they started yeah. at five in a yeah. mini sprint or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's so, exactly I mean, right. That's That was the Leonard Evans 150. I want to get that in before we go yeah. that much further. Yeah, Evans is uh, uh, Garrett Evans. That's uh, I think that's his dad. Leonard yeah. Evans is Garrett Evans' dad. Yeah. Garrett yeah. Evans is a famous late model racer from over there. He's been to the Derby a few times here, number 64. Yeah, I know who he is. He's pretty tough. <laughs> Leonard Evans Memorial 150 at Wenatchee Valley Super Oval. Quarter Mile Oval. <laughs> and a 14-year-old, Mr. Gates, yeah. gets it done and Congratulations. says, I'm taking the check, giving it to Dad. <laughs> yeah, or Granddad, or whoever, whoever yeah. wrote yeah. the checks to get me yeah. on the racetrack. A yeah. $3,000 check. Too, but I think he's going to keep the trophy. <laughs> Probably. I'm pretty yeah. sure. And uh, let's see, we can move to the 74th annual Joe Shear Classic. And I'm telling you, it doesn't seem like it's been three months that we've talked about the Joe Shear Classic at Madison Speedway in Madison, Wisconsin, with a number 36 throwback and a tribute to Joe Shear himself, Mr. Rich Bickle, taking the win. And here we are a year later talking about the race this past weekend with the Joe Shear Classic, the 74th annual. Wow. And Casey Johnson, this is the Arkham Midwest tour with Casey Johnson, Dalton Zier, Derek Krause, John DeAngelis, which we've spoke a lot about, yes. uh, and Riley Stengem. And Casey Johnson's actually a two-time Arkham Midwest champion that comes away with that victory. And I'm telling you, they put on a show. And that was Madison, Madison, Wisconsin also. That's <laughs> up there in the, in, I won't call it the hinterlands, but man, that's a tough place to get around. Yep. Great, great old racetrack. Good people and, uh. Uh, congratulations. Good deal. 
Yeah, now we can move to the North-South Challenge coming up this uh, Saturday night at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Uh, boy, oh boy, I'm telling you, there's a there's a lineup that's going to be up there. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. There's 30 cars, 31-plus cars that are going to go up there, and it's the North, uh, the CRA Super Series, and the Southern Super Series colliding from the North and the South, and they're going to be at Nashville, and... Uh, Winner's going to take a little bit of money home. Just just a nickel or two. Just a few bucks. Well, our boy Bubba Pollard's there. Jake Garcia's entered. It's going to be a pretty interesting race. I'm telling you, that, that that is a historic place I would love to race around. Just I'd love to make some laps there just because, you know, my hero was track champion there, of course. And won his first cup race there, by the way. So that ought to be interesting. The SRX is going to be there. Nashville's just yeah. a cool place, man. I just I'd, I'd love to go up and race and then park the hauler and do all the sights. Yeah, there's some names on that list that um, we haven't really talked about. Logan Bearden, uh, Jackson Boone we have, Kyle Bryant from Navarre. Um, you know, his family owns and operates uh, Fire Flag Speedway here. And good luck to Kyle uh, making that trek to, to Nashville. Uh, William Byron, uh, I think you might know a little bit about him in the 24 car with Hendrick Motorsports. It's <laughs> won twice this year already on Sunday. Uh, Cody Coughlin, Matt Craig, Dylan Petko, Jake Finch, Albert Francis, Jake Garcia, and bam, 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 bam. I mean, I could go on and on, but uh, it'd be another hour to go through all these. Casey Roderick, Chandler Smith, um, uh, Jet Nolan, I mean, Stephen Nassi, all the big guys. (laughs) No slouches in that list whatsoever. They're all champions in that list, and they're going to put on a hell of a show, that's for sure. Right. And they're going to gun for that north-south win and that bragging rights taking it either way, uh, above the border or below the border, however you want to put it. Well, they used to they used to call it the All American Four Hundred, and they would they would put Rebel flags on the southern cars and and American flags on the uh, northern cars because Dick Trickle and all them guys used to come down. That was back in the eighties when you could do that. When you could do that and not somebody go, oh, it's a Confederate flag, stop it, but. It was pretty cool. Then, then they went to just putting an N or an S on the cars. When I went up there years ago to watch it, it was an N or an S for your north or south. So you could root for your favorite driver. They don't even do that now. So, yeah, it is what it is. Well, I've got two announcements uh, with those races coming up uh, this weekend and uh, the past results from last weekend. I uh, just want to throw out one of our one of our drivers that we talk about a lot uh, that comes over uh, maybe once or twice a year. Yeah, once or twice. Um, he's he's well-known in our area at Five Flag Speedway uh, with the Snowflake 100 and the Snowball Derby, and it is Mr. Derek Thorne from California. Uh, just want to help out and say that there is an extension partnership with FireDog.org, and uh, just want to tell everybody that FireDog is a company uh, based in Northern California specializing in the implementation and management of emergency response support services. So congratulations. And I know with uh, Pepper Jack's family funeral and cremation, which is locally here in Pensacola, uh, they're developing a really good team. And, uh, you know, anytime somebody gets somebody like major that hooks up uh, and helps them along the way with the talent that he's got and Derek Thorne, and we're going to see him. I'm actually surprised he's not in Nashville, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, I mean, he he runs the West Coast stuff, and I mean, he comes over here. I think he came over for that Pepper Jack race at Five Flags for two reasons: one, to get even with Chandler Smith, and one to win one. So he he accomplished both of those feats that night. He was there, so you know, congratulations to him on the new sponsor. That's pretty dang cool. And the fact that they are supporting first responders is also pretty cool. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta support those guys, man. Without them, we don't have nothing. Right. And yeah, my hats off to all of them too, because it it gives us something you know bigger to talk about right. every week. Yep. For sure. Well, not to top off Derek Thorne and his uh, extended partnership, but um, we have some news coming out. Uh, an SRX driver here in June at Five Flag Speedway, Mr. Ryan Newman. I've heard of him. Yeah, has officially so. entered the 74th annual Lucas Oil Little 500, oh, Lord. Uh, presented by UAW. Um, he's from South Bend, if you don't know, uh, which is in Indiana. Well. This is his first Little 500. Uh, he's won 18 series races in NASCAR, and he is going to put himself in the first sprint car race he's had in, what they say, decades, but it, it's probably 20, 30 years. Um, 500 laps non-wing sprint car race held on Saturday in Memorial Day weekend on May 28th. Uh, there'll be 33 sprint cars starting in 11 rows, three wide. And, um, that's a big race. I mean, it's the little 500, but it's, it's little like midgets Mm -hmm. and they get around that racetrack and I believe it's indoors. I want to think it is. Um, but Ryan Newman will be, uh, he said he's been there and he's experienced, but, uh, he knows what it takes to get around there, uh, but it's pretty cool quarter mile high bank track. It's just the baby Bristol. I so, just couldn't imagine 500 laps in a non-wing sprint car. Yeah, in a toilet well, bowl. Yes, basically. Because basically that's what people say at Bristol. You put 42 matchbox cars in a toilet and flush it. That's what it's like. <laughs> and, and yeah, see what happens. That, but that's a neat race. I've seen videos of the older one when like Rapid Rich Vogler and guys like that used to run it. And that's insane, dude. Around that, I mean, five hundred yes. laps, and you got to pit, and you got to do this, and you got to do that, and you got to stay out of trouble, and you can't tear stuff up. I mean, I've watched videos of that race; it's very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a big one, and it it is a big one um, as far as the the sprint cars go. The non wing sprint cars, I'm going to really call them midgets because I don't think it's on dirt. I don't know if there's a difference between a non wing sprint and a Midget, if it's asked. No, there there is a difference. The midgets are smaller. The non-wing sprints are just a full-size sprint car with no wings. Okay, which means I got they're you. they're same horsepower, but with no no downforce. <laughs> so yeah, you can flip one of them on dirt in a second because it goes right. bouncing around there. So yeah, they're pretty crazy. We have the SRX fan boat leaderboard that has now. For changed. Nashville, yeah. For Nashville, yeah. It's Cole Williams now taking over the lead with Brittany Zamora. Bubba Pollard, Stephen Nassie, Michael House, and Dylan Petko in the top six for that fan boat uh, for the SRX race in Nashville. So just giving you a little update, I think we went over it last week uh, or the week before as well with Brittany being in the lead. But uh, somebody's caught uh, caught the wind and said, you know, this Cole Williams deserves it. So we'll see what happens. Mm. We've got a couple of days left to, to tally that up, and we'll, we'll get into that next Wednesday to see who's going to be in Nashville. So that's always exciting because we're going to have the first race this year at Five Flag Speedway in Pensacola. That's going to yeah. be fun, oh, yes. yeah. Vote Bubba, by the way. <laughs> yes. I'd love Bubba. to see him in two of them, but yeah. he knows way around Pensacola. I think Bubba Pollard's going to be a threat to win that one. And now how cool would that be to see Bubba Pollard whoop Bill Elliott and Michael <laughs> Waltrip and Ryan Newman and all these other guys. So that's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Hunter-Ray, Marco Andretti. Uh, it's it's um, Andretti. You know how cool that is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> one of the the biggest racing families in this yes. world, the Andrettis. Right. I mean, come on, dude, that's awesome. Very. And another one, Ken Schrader has joined the SRX series at I fifty five Raceway uh, coming up later this season. Mm. Um, so you know, it, it's always fun and interesting to see Schrader and 
and um, Kenny Wallace and those guys get together because they're so funny and they're they're old school guys. You know, they they went to the shop and they cut themselves. They bleed. They they right. get you know they eat hamburgers with grease all over oil all over their hands. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they don't sit and watch and say, "Okay, is the car ready, Daddy?" You know, they're that true kind of thing. short track guys is what yeah. they are. Yeah, Kenny, yeah exactly. Kenny, well, Kenny's <laughs> retiring after this year. He's just gonna. He's not going to run all over the place. I saw I saw a deal where he said he's just going to he's going to get rid of his his stacker. He's going to have a pickup truck and an open trailer. And whenever he can run down the road at the local dirt track, he's going to run. Whenever he don't want to, he's not going to. Ken Schrader's going to race till he gets too old to get in the car, and he's going to have some younger friends pick him up and put him in the car. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I mean I love Ken Schrader. He's 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 the epitome to me of a racer. Oh yeah, I need he's like seventy seventy five races a year. Uh, you know, and he does these charity events. He does the, the, the late models and he's running all over. He and I think Kenny Wallace, not quite as many races, but Schrader's got a schedule that's like 75 or 70 oh, yeah. races. It's crazy. <laughs> yep. For a guy his age, he's still out running the road. You know, that's pretty awesome. Got to meet him at Southern Raceway and I, I was, you know, he's just a nice guy. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And uh, we look forward to all those results. And at that race in June uh, with the SRX series on CBS here at Five Flag Speedway in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, make your plans, get your vacation days, and get the tickets, and uh, we'll see you out there. And guys, um, is there anything else you guys want to put up before we sign off? Well, um, we I lost a, a couple of well, one crew member and one fan this last week. Uh, Christian Garner, he was uh, my crew chief's daughter's boyfriend, got killed in an unfortunate accident in downtown Pensacola. Uh, we're going to miss him. He was a big help. He uh, jumped right in when we asked him for help and to do things. And uh, I want thoughts and prayers for their family because that's a bad situation. And uh, Miss Judy Mears, who was one of my biggest fans, uh, J- Jim Palutska, and her would come to the races every week. And she always would run up and give me a hug. And <laughs> she called me Pokey. And she was just a real sweet lady. And she was always a big fan of mine. And she loved Kyle Plot. And she passed away this past week. So, I mean, my condolences to her family and uh, thoughts and prayers to you guys because, I mean, it's it's just been a a bad week for losses. I really hate that. And uh, I hate to lose Miss Judy because she, like I said, she was an awesome fan of mine. And uh, to Christian Garner's family, uh, you know, we're we're praying for you and I hope things get better. Yeah. Amen to that. Anyway, I think we had a, we're going to get ready for the 13th yeah. and, uh, I think we'll have some fun. And then, of course, we're looking forward to that SRX race, dude. I cannot wait. I'm looking yeah. forward to that big time. Oh, is it the, uh, the intensity just keeps building every yeah. time you look at an article about it? I mean, it's really, really going to impact our, our economy here. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, in Pensacola and, um, you know, that's just, it's, it's big to me. Well, I, I think the world of Tony Stewart, and I hate that uh, it, he lost that truck race at Eldora because NASCAR, because he started the SRX and NASCAR pulled the plug on his Eldora and they went to Knoxville and everybody hated it. So good for them. But Tony Stewart, smart man, way to go do things, man. I hope this expands and grows for you. And I hope you continue to build on the brand because yep. we need you. We, we need short track racing and that's what you're all about. And we appreciate it. And need, need more of that smoke. Yeah. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brother. And you know, what's cool about Tony Stewart is he'll, he'll go to Southern Raceway and run his sprint car, but he won't let him use him. Him as a promoting part of it. He'll right. tell him, don't even talk about me being there till I get there. Right. And he'll sign every autograph. He will stand there till everybody gets an autograph. So you, 
You that's got one I want to get too, because that's one I do not have. <laughs> I've got him in my autograph book, so that's pretty cool. He, I carried a skunk up to him one day, and he <laughs> what? what? That's pretty. That's pretty funny. But yeah, congratulations for them doing that. I, I, I'm, we need more short track racing. NASCAR has gotten to where it's, it's, yeah, out, out of price, out of range. Nobody cares. Move on. Quit being woke. Quit I would being much idiots. rather be at a short track watching a whole bunch of. You know, street swapping and <laughs> fender yeah. slamming and all that stuff. It's just a lot more exciting than just. That's why we do this because we're short track fans. That's right. Yep, and we are just three short track guys in the studio. That's Amen. Right. Yeah, Talking no. about short track racing like we always do every week. And Jim, Ted, oh man, it's just such a pleasure to get together with you every week and and reminisce about the week past and week in the future about short track racing and. um We'll look forward to doing it uh, next Wednesday. And everybody that's listening and um, like, share, and subscribe kind of thing, we do appreciate your support. It is our motivation. And um, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. This will not be a go. complete show without a Let's, let's go, go, Brandon. Brandon. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening again.